What's going on, guys? Welcome into episode 70. So excited. I don't know why I'm amped up today. I'm just fired up to be here today. Looking forward to this all day. You guys, yeah, you guys just all make the Mondays uh, bearable. I got something to look forward to, and it is this program right here. I'm joined by my friend, fellow content creator, and uh, just all around badass, Blue the Robot. What's up, man? Sweet. Uh, you know, just celebrated Mother's Day yesterday as well, too. Yeah. Did you, did you do anything nice for your mom? Dude, I had to do for my wife her first Mother's Day. That's big, true, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a first big Mother's deal. It's a big deal. Um, No, I uh, I welded. Just let her lounge around. Yeah. And uh, I actually welded her a lawn swing, like a, a custom-made. I made her own lawn swing. She loves sitting out in the back with uh, with our son. And right now, like I said, I said on the stream last night, my, uh, our lawn swing is a tetanus shot waiting to happen, dude. Like it, it's a disaster. So I, I went and bought the metal, cut it down and cut it, or cut it down. I cut it down <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> welded her up like a new sweet ass custom lawn swing that can hold my 300 pound ass. So like, we're going to be chilling in the backyard. Sweet. I know, like, cool. Saturday night, we were uh, hanging out at the house. I literally just sleeping all day. She had a rough week, so I was letting her do that. And then I'm learning how to cook ramen for her as well, too. So I'm still buying, like, prepackaged ramen, but I'm learning how to add in, like, specific ingredients, learn how to make tonkatsu ramen, a whole different experience, um, and just been um, getting excited to cook in the kitchen again. I haven't really been excited cooking in a minute. Um, so it's cool to kind of like revitalize that, that passion. Cooking's where it's at. I really, I do like the vast majority of the cooking at my house. Um, I, don't yeah. I didn't get fat by accident. I know my way around the kitchen, man. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, that evening she had some friends come over from her work her former, former work, I guess. And, uh, I cooked a tri-tip roast and some cream corn recipe thing I got going some salads and stuff and i cooked a big supper she had friends over so dude it was sweet nice we had a good mother's day and then for my mom for, what did you do oh what did you oh, do for your yeah. mom yeah for my mom just shout out to all the moms out there um to the moms for uh for my mom uh we did a facetime with the little one and we got her she's been wanting some new sandals for a really long time that are nice on her feet so we uh we bought and ordered and sent her some new uh birkenstocks so she's gonna be looking like nice. a hippie out there but feeling good, <laughs> feeling good on the footsie. So that's what we sent her for present. Yeah, we went over to the uh, my parents' house, and they live in middle of nowhere. So just driving my bunch of cows and orange groves on the way over there, which is great. Which is like the place where I want to live. And my wife was like, "Eh, too far away from the city. I need my Publix. There's a Publix down the street, but still." Um, we went over there. I bought her some on a on one of the farm stands on the road on the way over there. We stopped by. Got her these, uh, I forgot what flowers they were, but my mom doesn't really have a good green thumb. <laughs> so I had to buy her flowers that just lead little to no maintenance. Some succulents um, that are already going. Pretty much. You know, these things were like travel back and forth. And I just, and then we just hanged out, ate some subpar Chinese food that was all right. And then um, we just we were talking outside, but my son, they love it when my son comes over. He's a ball of energy. So that's awesome yeah it was a good week sounds like a good weekend i just about died welding that like making that lawn swing because it was like 90 degrees in the shop and like 
I saw it, but I did it. Had to do it. Mm. Love to do it. It's cool. I did, I did go to the range as well too. Oh, nice. A little bit. Took out the guns for a bit. Just kind of just uh, looping them up, getting them, getting myself a little bit more familiar with uh, different reload practices and stuff like that. You so. shooting paper or steel or steel? Nice. Yeah. 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 I got. I will shoot paper from time to time just to focus more on. Uh, like I got to switch out the red dot for maybe like a hollow sun and um, get something a little bit more that st- stays zeroed. Um, so this one kind of took a beating. So <laughs> yeah, I want to do. Uh, I want to build some steel targets at my place. I have some in my backyard. I just have in my pasture. I just have like a railroad ties and then dirt for like a backstop. So I just always staple up paper when I shoot here, but. I need to I need to come up with some steel because he, hearing that hearing that cling and then this plates falling over is just I don't know it feels nice I like it yeah yeah it's really cool and then you could play the uh or like play w- around with the uh the spinning t- uh, steel targets and uh, mm-hmm. I forgot what the ones that like flip back and forth so it's really good for reactionary uh fights and it's just fun to play with friends and stuff like that yeah it's a lot of fun um. Yeah, I was trying to think. What did, did you do anything game wise? Game wise, you still into that silica thing? You, what do you got going over there? Video game? A little bit, yeah. They they are updating that a little bit. Um, God, what else have I been playing? Um, I play. Like I said I play my first resurgent game. Resurgence. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Warzone on Ashika. Um, that was quite a time. Um, I didn't, I, again, it's my first time experiencing a, a Sheikah in the first place. And it was, uh, way smaller than I originally intended it to be, especially for a, 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 like a war zone map. Yeah. It's, it's not, tiny. Um, we played DMZ and then we switched on, on, um, we were trying to go for the new underground facility that didn't work out. And then we tried that. Also, we ran into a super blatant hacker. No, um, yeah, just another one. Just you know, casually. no way. I'm um, floored. No, no way. Just oh my <laughs> god! Like he was just running around, locking on with the dual, uh, the P, something, the dual pistols. Yeah. Um, P eight nine. Yeah, and just yeah, and like literally, like he would be running on, on a wall and just boom, click one, you know, and just double tap people and and oh, man, I was just like. And I'm sitting there like I'm like still level. I just hit level forty. I'm like cool. And then everyone's like five hundred, six hundred, prestige, whatever. Like, yeah. Thanks, thanks, SBMM. Uh, people, what, play, whatever it is, there. People that play Call of Duty, that's what they do a lot of the time. Feels like, dude. Look how bad my arm burn is. Can you see that red? From, oh, was that from welding? That's from the welding. It's like a sunburn. <laughs> yeah, because you just had it too close to the. I was. I flew too close to the sun. Weld, welding son. Yeah. I did. So I did. I did. I tried to practice some like just basic like TIG welding in the army because we had one of the guys that his MOS was a welder in the army and he was trying to teach me some things and stuff like that. I didn't realize how like powerful that light is. Yeah. It's even worse. I weld some aluminum stuff too sometimes and that's even more violent. Like it's brighter and more toxic gas and Jesus. There's some chemical reactions going on in there, but man, I've just been playing the shit out of Rainbow Six Siege, man. I don't know. I've just been, I just always go back to that game, have some friends we played with, and I just, man, I just settle in and play that game, dude. Just 
playing ranked, sweating a little bit, had some clutching rounds and some good good shit, good calms, teamwork. Okay. I love it, okay. man. Love it. But why? I just can't I just can't stop playing Rainbow Six. We're gonna get into the updates in just a little bit later. Don't you even worry about it. I know you're worried about it, but don't. Okay? Don't worry about but, it. But don't, just don't. Yeah, stop. Um, I'd also like to thank um the podcast listeners so much. Um, shout out to all the audio listeners. Um, I th- I'm just I'm floored by the support over there too. I feel like we're at like we're something like averaging 77 downloads a week or something. I think it said so. We're almost a Jeez. 80 downloads a week audio wise. So dude, getting closer to 100. Imagine that. Yep. One day, one day we'll get to the hundred. It was at 69 for a week, and I thought it should just stay there, but you guys ruined that. So I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> hope you're happy. Um, but yeah, I guess we should probably get into stuff, huh? Let's do it. Do you want to? I'm ready. The first one's juicy. It's it's real juicy. Um, there was some wild stuff going on in the battlefield community. Um, mm. I actually made a video on Wednesday that kind of went crazy um because of yeah, what happened. So if you guys haven't been on my channel re- recently, um controversial content creator Enders was suspended for seven days. Uh for quote unquote sustained harassment towards the dev team using his in-game account, which I don't understand at all. But I would be uh interested to get your take on this, Blue. Um so what I think happened, what Enders has alluded to in his videos, and what I believe happened was he made a video about in regards to the G57, really strong pistol in burst mode. It's like ridiculously strong it it's better than a lot of the portal weapons i would say in 2042 as a sidearm and in the inside battlefield podcast um the weapon the lead weapons balancer actually said that it could use a buff and he of course went off on that uh and in a response to it and originally i would be like in the video he kind of called out the developer by name but i don't know how else you would do it when in the podcast itself he, you know, was introduced by his name. He was in the show notes. His name and everything was everywhere. So, I mean, you're kind of putting yourself out there on a public forum as it goes. I mean, even me, like, <laughs> after I made that video, I essentially was, like, just covering this. And I and I still kind of stand by my little bit of opinion I gave where I think it's a little bit of a targeted overreach by, by DICE. I think they could have went about it a lot differently because, um, based on everything we know, that the alleged incident didn't happen in game, but he was banned in game. That's where my disconnect is with what happened. That's where I think the big mistake by, by Dyson EA was. Um, so if it happened there, but um, he went a little farther than I would go. Um, I have been incredibly critical of this game. Um, the mechanics, the content amount, uh, the design decisions, the slowness of which, I mean, what, what are we at almost, you know, 550 some days since launch and we're just getting squad management talked about and we're going to get into that in a minute how it's not even as good as it used to be it's still missing features mm-hmm. and then um in the next update too coming up in season five they're fixing the camera so it's smooth and it feels like other battlefields i know this this game the animations and the cameras felt so rigid and plasticky mm-hmm. and they're they're like just now fixing it and i've been so so critical of all that stuff um the content amount like i said we've only got four maps so far um 600 500 and some days after launch it's crazy but uh so yeah that went on he he actually got suspended which which was wild to me at first 
Um, and then we, we learned about the video. I also don't know. Um, there is a chance, and I don't, I don't even know if I should say it, but he might have got a little more colorful with his language on a stream. Um, but I wasn't able to find any clips or evidence of that. So that's, that's a definite, like an alleged thing. Like I, I don't even want to comment on that because I didn't see it for myself. Um, but that's a rumor that I've heard going around. Um, but then to, to add to it the next day, uh, one of Ender's, uh, followers, BP McKee over on Twitter had a convo with uh, Kevin Johnson, who is a community manager for Dice. And this is where it gets weird, because allegedly uh, BP McKee has been getting harassed by other folks within game. Um, he, he does stream, I believe. And there were people kind of targeting, targeting him and harassment and like stream sniping him for a long time. And uh, the, the community manager wrote back in his response, one of the paragraphs says, we are only able to investigate and provide sanctions when it comes to incidents within the game, such as signs of individuals following you from match to match, hacking, cheating, or vulgar or harassing messages made within the game chat. Which, there is proof that Enders has never done that. He doesn't talk in game chat. He doesn't have his VoIP turned on. He doesn't cheat. He doesn't hack. So that's why this whole thing is weird to me, that they're basically policing out-of-game behavior when the standard is... When they're able to investigate and prove that it happened in game, they will ban your game account or suspend your game account. It's really weird to Instead me from the outside. Yeah, it's really weird to me that the alleged discretion happened on social media, but he was banned or suspended, I should say, in game. What do you think? That's why I think it's weird. No, I mean, yeah, it's a complete overreach of power. What he said in his video, like there's no reason for it. Um, looks like the devs have no thick skin whatsoever. And if they're going to get uh, butt hurt enough over one creator, then this is, we all know this isn't the only creator, let alone the only person talking uh, bad or just negative, uh, you know, about the game, which is rightly deserved, especially with the way they're pushing out content. It's not up to par to any battlefield in the past. Um, and the fact that they went out of their way to, especially, I mean, like, getting banned at all is horrible, but for seven days specifically, you know, like might as well go out and ban him indefinitely. If you're willing to go out of your way to do something that was out of the game. It just, I mean, well, and, and I've, I've seen, I was watching through cause I, I've seen Enders before, but I wasn't really watching him, you know, religiously, but I was watching some of his videos. Um, and I didn't see any, you know, super toxic issues with him i can see why why people would think he is but in my opinion he's not toxic at all I, at least compared to some of the actual toxic players well, that are in game yelling slurs uh hacking hacking is still an issue in the game and those guys are still running rampant and free and willing to just you know oh i lost this account make another one yeah um so i will i will disagree with you a little bit I, I think he's pretty far on the toxic meter, not with like in-game harassment and stuff. Like he plays the game fine within TOS and stuff like that. Um, was it within the game? Yeah. But he, he does go farther than I would have. He, he says the studio's incompetent. They should be fired. Like he says stuff like that, like, like all the time. Um, yeah, see, so, I haven't really seen too much about that. So yeah, if you, if you watch his Twitch stream, he get he goes, he goes pretty far. So I don't, he goes, yeah, I, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's, uh, he's pretty toxic, but I think you should be able to say stuff, um, that you want to it, it, just the whole biggest thing is like what you said right there though, with other stuff going on in game, 
the reason it frustrated me an incredible amount is because just this morning, I had a little bit of time. I wanted to hop in. I wanted to get some nice high bitrate 2K Battlefield 5 footage, footage to put in the background. I did a final thoughts video after we got this new information uh, on the Ender situation. So I went in and I tried to get some really nice Battlefield 5 gameplay and color grade it, make it look all nice in my backdrop. And I literally couldn't get a match without a cheater. There is a third party program or website called BF, bf5hackers.com and it will scan your server for you to look for hackers and you can put in your server id because it's that hard to find a server without hackers in that game they don't do anything about it and so they're not doing anything about that but they will go out of their way to suspend enders for seven days based on some stuff he said on social media that's where i'm having I'll a problem with it like if you're gonna ban people in game please ban these ch cheating pieces of shit in battlefield 5 but you can go in, on pc but you could go to bfehackers.com and you can find it finds the hackers based on like super crazy stats and it it you can just look up their names and stuff. They don't have anything like that for uh, 2042 yet? Or? No, I don't think cheating is as bad in 2042. I don't think there's honestly that many PC players. But they just it. basically left 5 to its own fate at this point. Yeah, and to, to that's, me... That's, that's what EA does. Yeah, they, they just left it out. Like, uh, they already made their money off of it. Who cares? Like, they could even just hire an intern that could go in the servers every day and clean out the blatant cheaters that are wiping out servers. There's a new bug in there, too, now, um, that when you try to play, they can redeploy the whole server. They kill everybody. Just Thanos snap, and everybody has to redeploy. I heard about that. I saw your tweet about that as well, too. Yeah, so, and that's like, that's I, put, crazy. I put clips of that in my video today because I was like, well, there's all these cheaters, so I just recorded it, like, and it's just, like to show you that like, i really wanted to put some really cool battlefield 5 gameplay i still super enjoy that <laughs> game man you couldn't yeah like it feels like battlefield to me playing that game it looks good there's destruction runs way like i've i know i've gone ad nauseum about why i think it's better and there's a lot mm -hmm. of people obviously and, and i caught and, some and it wasn't it wasn't uh, a great game when it first came out either yeah it was one of those games where people just completely crapped on it um but they really, they they really did turn that one around for sure. There's not really very many Battlefield fives that are good at launch, other than one. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, they always have to turn around. I mean, I feel like. Even looking at back at like when Battlefield three first came out, that look it's it's still ten times, a uh, hundred times better than what twenty forty two is now. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It, it's really frustrating that they will they will ban Enders for stuff he said, and then I feel like like the. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the right way they should have done it is like put the sanctions and their their like repercussions or whatever within the medium that it happened. So tell me if I'm wrong here, Blue. Isn't it correct that when you like stream and record gameplay and make videos about a game, the studio that company still owns rights to that intellectual property? It's, it's transformative enough to not be considered. But you know. But my th I always thought that that studios just let you do that because like it's advertising for them. Like they essentially let you use gameplay and make no, content like, or whatever. You know, literally but it, like replaying their trailers and trying to, I feel like, I feel like it's more like if you're trying to make yourself look like the company, then they can start having an issue. But if you're putting your commentary just over gameplay, um, it's, it's still, it's, I forgot the actual uh, name for it, but it is transformative enough to be considered uh different content. You don't have any, yeah, fair. You, yeah, there's another word I feel like that I'm missing out, but it, they can't 
come after you um, under, oh yeah, yeah, basically under fair use. They cannot come after you. So the fact that, but that's, it's still like they, they did say, um, what was it? They um, put out that if they see anyone coming after their devs or harassing devs, then they will take actions and look into it as well too. They put out. So it's 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 just their way of having any uh legal ramification i guess you could say yeah but what it so i was under the impression that they could copyright um copyright strike videos that they didn't feel like was using their content appropriately so i feel like that video if if that alleged video is the cause of the suspension he played clips of the podcast in there he had 2042 gameplay in the background i feel like they could have like had it had that taken down off youtube they could have copyright struck it because he used the audio he was using the likeness of their game but what i'm saying is like i feel like they should have taken action on social media if that's where the harassment was coming from the other things that maybe i don't know if if, if, if they really truly believe that that they would have came after his video not the account Sure. Yeah, but I but I just can't figure out why like how his account would be used for sustained harassment when he's just playing the, the game. It's it, send the message for everyone else. It, it 100% it is. And it sends a weird message cuz although he takes things farther than I would verbally, like where's the cutoff? And it, it sets a it makes people it could you can easily take your mind to a place where if a game studio doesn't like what you say about their game, they can ban you from the game. Like, yeah. that's weird. That's happened to some indie studio stuff on, I think Big Fry's got banned on Steam from a couple games because they didn't like his opinion yeah. of the game or something like that. It feels, like, it's a shitty and, feeling. And, and people will shit on their fucking, uh, shit on their, their damn throat for doing something like that. But because it's EA and it's Battlefield, people either are on the side of basically like completely getting rid of this game or are st- will still give them money because they're such a big title. Yeah. And it's just it's just another thing that split the community too. Like the battlefield community is so fragmented right now. The other thing that I caught a bunch of shit on for on Twitter for was and I didn't even mean it to second. My wife is actually calling me and she's usually not busy. I had to step away for two seconds. I'm gonna keep talking. (laughs) Keep going. All right. Um, so like the biggest thing to me, guys, was I posted on Twitter the Steam charts for Battlefield Five, right? Battlefield 5 at that time had more players, and it does quite a bit more fo- more players than Battlefield 2042. It wasn't to shit on Battlefield 2042. It was to illustrate that Battlefield 5 still had a meaningful audience, that Battlefield 5 still has enough people that it warrants them banning these super blatant cheaters because there's a lot of people that would really like to enjoy that game who still enjoy that game, who would really like to play it, and it's essentially unplayable. Um, so I thought EA was definitely overstepping. It may, It's just a really bad look to go after a creator, even though he might have said some stuff. And the other thing is, I think that Enders might have missed out just a little bit on is maybe he has a he has a large audience and maybe he he didn't quite foresee. I can only think the sustained harassment could have come from his audience. Right. He de- he made an eight minute video. That is the alleged problem. That's not really sustained. I think the only sustained issues that they could have caught was from the reactions of his of his uh his audience so maybe that's where it comes from and maybe he, like dice is thinking if they suspend him in game 
that it's going to potentially keep him from like his audience from getting mad about the game. I don't fully understand it. Um, I still think it's, it's just such a weird, weird feeling to be policing action, like to be policing people out of game with an in-game suspension is just a super, super, super weird feeling. Um, the other thing is that like, when you're, when you're talking about this stuff, people have like, dude, get so, so, so fired up about this, like in support of vendors or glad to see him banned or stuff like that. And it's just such a weird, it's like a microcosm too, for like today's society and like how social media, like just reacts to stuff like so incredibly crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that goes along with this. Cause I, I just don't think we've seen anything like this before. I've only ever seen, and it, the, the frustrating part, like I was mentioning, is that like when you get banned, like you ban someone in game for stuff outside of game, and then you have people blatantly, easily findable. Like I said, you can go to bf5hackers.com. You can generate an entire list of, of hackers based on stats, like ridiculous inhuman stats, and, and they won't even do anything about that. But they're out here banning a content creator for, for being toxic out of game on social media. I don't understand. I thought a more appropriate action um, would be, well, I don't know. I thought a more appropriate action uh, would be to take steps on social media, potentially copyright strike videos that are too toxic, that cause toxic behavior towards developers. And that's the other thing I would also like people to know. And I've also said this quite a bit, guys. It's like, I think the best way to get your opinions crossed is in a respectful manner. People are going to listen to you too, especially devs who are probably just doing what their bosses tell them, what studio directors tell them to do, and they're working really hard, and the devs are also incredibly talented. How many AAA first-person shooter games, how many good multiplayer shooter games are there? Not very many. Do you know why? Because it's fucking hard to make them. So they're at least making a game and getting it out there. And a lot of the design decisions obviously aren't coming from the developers. So shitting on these guys for, for decisions that the studio head is making is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly frustrating. And, it, and it's really weird. Yeah, that's a really good point, USA Specialist. He is saying uh, they ban haters so they can act like the voice isn't there. The reality is Dice's actions have riled up the community for years and suddenly they want to act like the hate simply doesn't exist. And that's what it makes it feel like, right? It makes it feel like it's a sweeping, like targeted ban to like try to um to try to silence them. Like to try to silence haters and community. And that's just really, really, really not a good look at all. So, like, kind of in my opinion, I wish I don't know. I'm just kind of a straight to the point kind of person. Like, if I have a problem or something that needs to be worked out. I feel like you should talk to them. I feel like couldn't the community managers, instead of going nuclear, like couldn't the community managers just kind of say, hey, like this was too far. And is there any way like talk? It'd be so cool to have an open forum between some like really like pro players, community managers, developers and stuff like that. And just fucking talk it out, man. Like, I just, I just wish that could happen. But I don't, but I don't see, yeah, but also, uh, Samuel, uh, he's saying like you have a license to buy the game, but also I don't think there's anything specifically in the license agreement, the end of use uh, statement and TOS that he broke any rules in game. 
and and that was the weird part and i and i don't want i don't want you guys to think in like i condone and i i like uh ender's style of content that's not what i'm saying i'm saying everybody should be treated the same and that's exactly why it's weird that he's not getting treated the same uh whenever you have the statement that i was showing earlier by the developer that said they police in-game activities uh in response to someone else reporting harassment they're saying we are able to investigate and provide sanctions when it comes to incidents within the game, such as signs of individuals following you from match to match, hacking, cheating, or vulgar harassing messages made within the chat game. Enders never did any of that stuff that's in the TOS. It doesn't say anything about social media and outside uh, involvement causing any of those issues. So it that that's where it's like kind of an overstep, in my opinion. Like, you know, when you when you buy a game. Like you're agreeing to pay it, you're agreeing to the terms of service. Suspensions for being toxic on social media is not in the agreement that you signed on when you bought the game. That's what I'm saying. It's different. And you do agree to those terms and conditions when you start up the game. Yeah. Yeah, you probably can't. You probably can't. I never. Yeah, you, you probably can't <laughs> talk to him. But I wish you could. I wish people could just. And I say that, I say that like all the time. I wish people could just talk blue. You good. You're back. Yeah. You know what though? Um, I was going to, I was saying too, it's like, uh, you wish you could talk to the devs. That's why I love indie games so much because the devs and the community managers talk to the community so much more. Yeah. Like, there's no way we would have gotten a battlefield community manager on the show compared to like when, you know, Nick was here. Right. Right. True. Yeah, it's so cool to be able to just talk to people. I mean, I, God damn it, dude. I wish so bad. And the, the closest, the closest I'll probably ever get was when we had Jim Heil on here from EA, uh, formerly of EA, was a developer that worked on Battlefield 2042. That was so awesome. And like, I would love, dude, I just wish that we could get a Battlefield developer or a CM on here. And I promise you, I'm not, I'm going to be completely like respectful every time. I'm just going to ask questions. A regular human being that and I, is and I just, respectful. and I just want to figure out why things are the way they are. What happened? And explain what it to me. What happened? Was like, it, I, I, and I have a feeling I, I, it's not the dev's fault. I still feel like it. That's isn't. what I said while you were gone. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the devs are off obviously talented because like how many really good FPS multiplayer shooters like are there? <laughs> Not many because it's fucking hard to make them, and they're they're exactly. pulling off some pretty cool stuff. And I feel like a lot of the issues we have with the game, and I did learn this from Jim also VA. A lot of the problems and design choices that I don't like with the game were decided by studio heads before before I even got into it. Um, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some really good community managers out there. And that's that's the frustrating part for me too is like I feel like the community managers for Battlefield will only answer and interact with super super positive creators. Like your game's awesome. They're like, "Oh, we glad you like it." And, yeah. And it's like for me, I'm like I've I've put out several tweets with clips of these cheaters and it's like, "Hey, hope you're having a good day. This is a huge problem for for the PC Battlefield 5 community that people can't the game is unplayable. Is there any way we could look into getting some of these accounts banned? And I've I've made several super cordial and respectful posts about this severe Battlefield problem and they don't answer me at all. And I know um I've actually been blacklisted from Portal events in the past. I don't know if I ever talked about this. 
No. Like, I don't know if I, I ever talked about this. I got taken off of a, a I was going to be um, a judge for a Battlefield contest, and the community manager from Battlefield had him take me off the list, and they had to revoke my invitation because I talked about leaks. I talked to Tom Henderson. Like, and I don't know, like, you could go back and look at my channel. I was so hyped for this game, and, like, everybody on my channel was hyped. I was advertising for this game, and, like, I was talking about leaks, like, how they were. I'm like, this is a leak. Could it be true? Maybe it's not true. Would you like to see this in the game? I don't know. This is like for entertainment value. Super and there's simple. nothing else to yeah. talk about. We're excited. And I got like blacklisted. So I guess that's why they don't ever respond to me. But I'm being like, I'm being like super, super respectful and nice because it's another human, man. They're doing their job. I that's get it. Crazy. Like, I don't want to be an asshole to anybody. Did, man. But I just want to bring this stuff up and like it's a legit problem that you're you know, second most recent game in your series is unplayable on PC. And that's why I posted that Steam chart. I didn't post the Steam chart to post to talk to to shit on 2042 because there are more Steam players on Battlefield 5. It was to say, hey, there is still a community around this game. There's still an audience of people that want to play this game. Can you, franchise. Can you please hire an intern to go through and ban these? It'd be so easy. Just go ban. It's not like, yeah. And you know what? Uh, and it's not just Battlefield that affects. I recently saw that on uh, May the 4th. Um, they had an event for Battlefront 2. Um, and of course, we all, uh, I don't know if people know, they stopped uh, development for that game. Just no more live service for that. And um, again, another EA Dice uh, or Respawn, um, I believe, worked on that more. Um, but they put out an event, and this is again, there has been no, uh, what was it, Com community events for a while or anything that, com that comes new to the game. So they put this out, but on May the 4th, the servers were down. So people thought, oh, well, EA is just going to not going to, you know, do anything. They're not going to say anything. Let's just uh, move on. But the next day, they continued the event. And I think for another two more days after, just to make it up to the fans of that franchise. That's awesome. And that was EA Dice. Like, so it's, and they do stuff like that. And then they do, and then they backhand someone else. It's, uh, yeah. Who's making the calls up there for stuff like this? That's, and that's a really good segue into the next topic of the Battlefield topic the subtopic as i would like to say i mean i just said that um <laughs> is about the squad management update so i made a video uh when it came out that i was really bummed with the squad management system which in the first place it's absolutely ridiculous that we're talking about squad management in a battlefield coming like 500 days later yeah which is like holy shit dude like where was this at launch like we said that so many times and i keep being surprised by the things that they're fixing this late in another up like the another part of the season five uh later on update is they're fixing like the smoothness of the animations and the camera and how it fits to your head and stuff and instead it's going to feel and look smoother like traditional battlefields and it's like we're still fixing shit like this man but yeah so anyway long like to try to to try to put like a an introduction on this topic of discussion with the squad update where you had Vince Zampella coming out, which I was excited about because has Vince Zampella ever put out a shit game? No, until Jedi survivor. So then I started to lose confidence, right? Like it had PC issues. And it's not even not a shit, sh not a shit, not a shit game, but the first kind of yeah. misstep from respawn, definitely not a shit game. Yeah, just that was definitely, that was definitely a hiccup, but it's definitely better now. But 
Yeah. So they had their first kind of hiccup. But then you had uh, David Serlin coming back. Uh, you got Byron Bead on board. You got Marcus Leto at Ridgeline from Halo. Like, you got all these new folks, the old the old upper management. You got um, Rebecca Kutas coming in from Ubisoft. Like, all this new stuff. So I'm like, I have hope for the next game. They started to make decisions around that time, like bringing back the his class system as classy as classy as they could make the class system with specialists. So I'm like, all right, they understand that this is a band-aid effects. Yeah. It's like they're uh they're excited about that. And it, yeah, they yeah, USA they fired their entire QA team because they test it with the, the right. in-game AI. They test everything with bots now to see how well that works. Um so yeah, that all happened. I was feeling pretty good about it. Like they're starting to make, you know, they 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 can't abandon the game, so they're ma- they're kind of trying to polish a turd here with twenty forty two, um, in my opinion, and they're making good decisions. But now it's like with this squad update, dude, you can't even kick and ban players. You can't lock squads. Um, I made a video on how bad I think this was, and then in the teaser they posted, there were actually a couple frames where they had kick and ban in there. Like you could kick somebody from the squad, you could promote squad leader, but they don't have, they, there's nothing like that. It was actually a mistake that that made it in the teaser. Um, it was a glitch. So they're yeah, there because apparently they said that it, it was too, uh, what did I say before we started this stream? Not I got the, yeah. Yeah. I got this on screen. I'll just try to read it to you for the, for the podcast listeners, all 77 of you per week. I fucking love you. Um, so community manager Shafford says, I know it's since already been covered, but to confirm there will be no kick ban option. Instead, there is a reservation system that allows friends to join your squad for a short period. If you create one to ensure you can play together. I understand some folks want kick and ban, but for battlefield 2042, we feel it does not promote healthy PTFO behavior. If you just kick or ban folks from your squad, instead of trying to help each other out. In cases where folks are simply not cooperating, then you can still make use of the reservation system to make a new squad, even though it's only part-time. So you have to schedule, dude. With that said, the aforementioned frame is a UI elemental that's updatable in Battlefield Portal, but due to a bug, it briefly showed up in the video. 160th of a second, to be exact. And that's why we missed it originally. Sorry for that. I missed it originally, too. Sorry for that. It was unintentional and not helpful for you or the message we're trying to send. So there will be no kick ban. Um, There's no, like, idle squad. You can't, like, ask for uh commands like you can like all of them and if the uh commander doesn't do anything you can get promoted um there's nothing like that so so much functionality is going to be missing essentially all they're adding is like a fancy squad ui you can create a squad and that's going to be it and that's something you can already do platoons are not even no platoons are never coming like they're they're not even able to do this uh correctly in my opinion like and he says it doesn't promote healthy PTFO behavior. It's like, what do you mean, dude? If you have squads, if you have people in a squad that don't want to be on the squad together, how is that going to promote healthy PTFO? If you have a fight with a squad member or a rando is just sitting back in the map spawn, like spawn sniping and not doing anything, you kick them. Mm-hmm. You make room for somebody else. And then locking exactly. your squad for friends is the way, man. Like, if you have four or five friends that you that you play battlefield with and you don't know when they're going to be able to get on you just start a squad you lock it for friends only and then they hop in and join you when they can you just keep playing no problem they jump in when they can basic yeah but now with this reservation feature it only works for a part-time you can reserve slots so you have to they should make a scheduling app for your battlefield uh friends that you play with so you guys can reserve squad slots appropriately at the right time i guess but it's just ridiculous. And then there's there's other things like um, 
if you want to do just a squad of a couple people, uh, Ghost Gaming gave this really cool example. Like, um, if you meet someone in game that's like a really good gunner, and you guys want to, you guys want to run a vehicle together. You drive and have someone be on the gunner for you. So you just set up a. You don't want to friend him. You can just like set up a squad and get in it together. Well, now you can't lock that squad with the two of you. So like, if you spawn in the vehicle and you want the guy you just met to be your gunner. Your blueberries or your randos on your squad can spawn in and take that seat, and you can't like lock that. You can't stop that. And again, the squad system is completely, completely handicapped by no server browser, because you still can't, you can't play with more than three other friends in any way. Like you can't get people in the same server. Like my time playing World War Three, and World War Three has locked vehicles or squad only, and squad lock as well the fact that that game has that compared to battlefield 2042 yeah so astounds me so so you're constantly going to have people in a squad and it's going to be incredibly frustrating you have people in a squad that don't want to be in a squad together and you're going to tell me that that's not going to be toxic like i i don't understand they like if you get kicked from a squad that's going to hurt somebody's feelings are you kidding me if people don't want to be in the squad together get them away from each other like yeah if mm -hmm. It's like I would be playing in a squad all the time. A friend hops on. Yeah, I'll kick this. I'll kick the rando and make room for you. Rando gets kicked, goes to another squad on the next one. I've been kicked from squads. As a rando, he wouldn't even notice, most likely. I got kicked from a squad one time and I just stopped playing and cried myself to sleep because I was so sad I got kicked from a squad. I'm joking. It's a game. Like they were probably making room for their friend. Who cares? Give people the tools. I don't believe that was a bug either. <laughs> probably not a bug oh you mean in, the, like in this intended, in the video i feel like that was an intended feature and someone went along the the lines of toxic behavior i don't know he said it was it was you could have it in portal but they didn't want it in all-out war so it's just it's just wild that that we're at and i think of all this stuff that they've changed with battlefield 2042 and the stuff that they are still working on, like we're still putting development power behind a squad system, behind fixing the animations to make them like previous titles. And they made all these changes, and I just can hear my granddad, God rest him, I can hear my granddad on the farm, he would always say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He would say that all the time. And I honestly didn't always understand what he meant. He's like, well, if it's not broke, of course I'm not going to fix it. But he's talking about change for the sake of change. Like just changing shit and fixing it when it's already working, just thinking you're fixing it when it's already working just fine. And this is 100% <laughs> falls under what my granddad would always say. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't leave fix it alone. Like leave it alone. There are places for innovation in Battlefield, and it is not with the squad mechanics that have been a staple for the franchise forever that's not where you experiment you can innovate and experiment with server performance netcode visuals destruction you can make those things the battlefield things better keep them and just make a battlefield man so it's just like it's crazy that you that the squad system is just so so I don't even know, censored or bare bones, stripped down. I don't I don't know what the right term is, but it's like it's missing so much. I feel like I feel like because of the way they took things out, stripped down. That's probably more the right way to say it. Yeah, I mean you can barely call it squad management. Like it's basically a UI screen where you it's, can like see the squads and 
create a new one, but you could already kind of do that before you got in the game. Uh, it, it, it's really, it's really weird. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. Well, can we say it has potential? <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> does it? I'm, I'm ready for the next battlefield whatever that is and, and that I, I guess I, I guess that's the want this nightmare to end and I guess that was the road I was going down and I didn't quite finish my thought there thank you for, for bringing that back up I was having a lot of hope for the next one but now they're still making current decisions like this about the squad system that worries me now I have a lot more concern for the next battlefield title than I did and I, I guess we could we could maybe talk about this next week or something. I want to make a video about it on my main channel, but they did say during the conference call I, when I reported on that that when I mm -hmm. summarized that that the battlefield's coming back in a completely new way as a game as a platform. And it's like, man, how much more excited would people be if Andrew Wilson said Battlefield's coming back in an old way? A battlefield that fucking works. And people would be yeah. way more excited to hear that, I feel like. If they if they if they went on screen and said we're sorry you know we'll make it right 100 times better than we're making a new battlefield yeah it's start and you know what and uh, you know what things can't last forever true we're just old enough to i guess see the demise the downfall of a beloved franchise maybe and i was i was you know i was there for medal of honor when that went down the drain and now I think we're seeing uh, Battlefield take the same route to whatever it's going to be. Yeah. It's all about life. It's all about life. You know what? It's, it's because it's all about life service games now. Yeah. No, it is. Because if you it, 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 you get so much insight, even though they're boring as shit, you get so much insight from those earnings calls because they give the earnings on the live service, on the microtransactions of like Apex Legends and FIFA and all those packs that they make mm -hmm. literal billions of dollars on every quarter and and, and you, those are the games that in my opinion died Titan well i mean no longer gonna be a thing fifa just was just a a nice good sports soccer game but or football apex whatever and, you call it from apex and fifa are cranking though like they're they're doing well with that and they're, they're trying making, to exactly because people are still giving them money but I, is it because we're just old school at this point that we just want to just a just give me a fully functioning game that's simple. Technically, yeah. Filled with, you know. Technically, yeah. I think it's because we're old school, but but I mean, it's not because I mean, there's they're making money. So mm -hmm. some people, there's obviously generations of gamers that I love think this they game. missed it with Battlefield. I don't think they did because in the last like well, three they years, missed it. They one hundred percent missed it. But when you said the whole platform aspect coming and then the whole new Battlefield, that just that is i see that as nails getting ready to be hammered in the grave of battlefield yeah because the example he gave was like how they have apex legends going into year whatever that is and he also said they have like the sims is like a decade old game but they still have stuff coming out for it and when he talked about getting rid of they canceled battlefield mobile the reason is because they wanted it to be integrated with the main game. So what I think when he says by platform, I think he means like a gaming ecosystem where they have a single player, they have a mobile game, they have the multiplayer game, they potentially have an extraction or something that all work together in the same ecosystem. So if you're playing around with like whatever their Battlefield Mobile is while you're on the shitter, 
you're also progressing your battle pass, your microtransactions, all that stuff carries over on all these platforms. And then that gives you a place where you can buy microtransactions on all these different platforms is what I think they're going for when he says, when he says the games is a live or as a plot, when he says coming back as a platform and they continue to do that. And that's what's happening is with apex legends being so successful. I think that's where the specialists came from. I think they try to move a lot of those things where they made money on other games and kind of try to fit it into Battlefield. And a lot of the OG Battlefield players like myself and a lot of the content creators are like, it doesn't work here, man. We just want a fucking Battlefield game, dude. We want it with a server browser and a bunch of our friends together in platoons. We can be social. We can like get rid of these goddamn specialists and shit and we can just be a class of support and play and do yeah, what we're supposed to, to make, do. Like, do with another franchise that it wasn't meant for this game. Yep. Yep, I, I think agree. we've uh, beat that dead horse. Okay, already. should we move on? Sorry, <laughs> let's move. On. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I could talk about that uh, for a little. I feel it though. I feel it because you know we're I, we grew up on these games. You know, yep. I was so excited, man. But we'll we'll keep our eye on it. I'm not even gonna say it has potential. I don't want that coming back on me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, get, get out of here. What a day. What a day. What a week in the FPS gaming, man. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was the Modern Warfare 3 leaks. And I feel like I'm going to get banned on somewhere because I'm being toxic this week, man. I just don't feel like this is a lot of good news. And I have incredibly sad boomer opinions about these uh, titles and stuff. But this comes to us from an exclusive uh, article from Insider Gaming. Shout out, friend of the program, Tom Henderson. Um. They uh, got some information to corroborate kind of what Jason Schreier is up to. Uh, so try to give it a rundown. I don't think uh, Blue's as familiar with this yet, so we'll be kind of getting a we'll get a live reaction. From Blue the robot. You guys yeah, are, haven't heard about haven't heard about this. You guys are welcome. Um, so here's what's up. One for three. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be MW. Come on, get it right, Blue. Roman numeral three. Okay, there's already been oh, uh, Modern Warfare Alpha Numeric three. This is a Roman numeral. MW three. I'm just ready. For, I'm just ready for like in like however many years from now we're gonna have like Black Ops 28 and Modern Warfare 35. Like they're just gonna keep yeah, alternating. Yeah, right. Wait, this is already the the second Modern Warfare 2 and the second Modern Warfare 3. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, we'll give a little clarification because if you guys follow along with the program, we also talked about the leaks where we said the next Call of Duty this next year coming up is going to be a premium DLC for Modern Warfare Roman Numeral 2. But essentially, I don't think they just guessing this is all talking out of my ass based on leaks and rumors so this is not official information we got to be good journalists around here of course um that they they changed it they realized that maybe with dlc and the kind of you know disen disenchantment that they've experienced with a lot of people not excited about warzone 2 and modern warfare 2 and how it's playing and stuff that maybe a premium dlc wouldn't have sold as well as a new premium title that's going to be a premium a new call of duty every year is just a huge cash grab that i feel like they could not leave on the table so uh that's what essentially i think happened i think this could have potentially been a dlc for modern warfare 2 but they're going to call it mw3 and make it its own title so let's get into what's in here and let's see what blue thinks about all this stuff so um the title is in development by sledgehammer games via jason shire but it's understood to be supported by various other call of duty call of duty studios just like its predecessors 
It's been widely reported that COD 2023 was a premium DLC for Modern Warfare 2, like we just talked about, although that was the case at one time. This year's title is a fully-fledged sequel to Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 3 will feature a campaign, multiplayer zombies, and a new Warzone 2 map during the title's first season. Las Almas, the map found within the Modern Warfare 2 campaign, will be Modern Warfare 3's fully-fledged battle, fully-fledged English battle royale map. It's understood that the map will launch during season one, which is currently penciled in to launch at the beginning of December. Uh, for Modern Warfare 3 Zombies, so several sources have said that the mode is essentially an Outbreak 2.0. It's understood that Activision is currently weighing the possibilities on if the mode should be part of a premium title or not, or if it makes more sense for it to be free-to-play experience. Then we have some key dates. These have been out for a while. Um, the beta weekend will be October 6th, beta weekend 2, October 12th, campaign early access November 2nd. We already know full release November 10th. Season one launch with the new Warzone map will be December 5th. How much do you uh, think this is all going to cost? Cost? What do you mean? Oh, like just to say, especially when they say a whole premium, you know, and stuff like that. Or 70, if, bucks, for the, 70 bucks for the base, uh, 130 bucks for the vault edition. Imagine having to pay extra for zombies. Oh, for the zombies part? I don't think they'll do that. I think the zombies will be included. I think. think, but I don't know. I think it will, but it would be cool. If they could do free to play and then whatever skins you buy with COD points would be moved over um, to there. But uh, so, okay. I guess before I taint your opinion, how, how do you feel about it? Uh, <laughs> I said taint. It's taint. <laughs> yeah, we're two clearly grown men over here. Um, I would probably have to wait and see what, the hell else comes out i mean that seems they say it's not a dlc but it seems like already like it's just a paid dlc yeah it's just that, uh it's funny how they just put it underneath the new game and, and that's always been call of duty's issue they release games too quickly in between each uh each other right one after the other because and i've always had that issue because they can't they can't leave all that revenue on the table. They make billions on launch because everyone pre-orders it. They put the caveat in there with, you know, you can play the beta early if you pre-order it. So they get all these pre-orders and all these people play the game. It's the COD cycle, right? Like we've gone on yep. about that so many times about the COD cycle. Um, Imagine if everyone just didn't buy it. Not going to happen. Dude, I have a conspiracy theory on my people. Like, we don't got to go down that okay. path. I need to hear it. I need to hear it. Sorry, no, it will make everyone hate me. It will make everyone hate Why? me. Why? Because it has to do with aim assist, and I'm not shit talking on people that play on controller. Like I'm not. I just think they. To be honest, I've been playing a lot against controller players. Some of them definitely feel it almost feels like they're hacking, but some of them have no clue what the hell they're doing. Well, so it, I think it just depends on skill too, as well. But it's also no, it's, it's definitely a big boost. So what I'm trying to say is, and I've experienced this with some friends in my life, I think how Call of Duty is a lot of people's like first like AAA shooter and a lot of people play it, it also has mechanics that people rely on. They use, I'm not saying that like using aim assist in a controller is low skill. There are some incredibly cracked players on controllers, like insane. I'm not saying that at all. Mm -hmm. will, but I think, uh, yeah. but I think how the aim assist is, how the controllers and stuff are balanced, it makes transitioning to other games really difficult. 
when they go play other games without as much aim assist or or different kinds of feeling settings. That was one of my problems when I initially moved to play Battlefield 1. So I played a lot of Advanced mm -hmm. Warfare and stuff on controller. And I'm saying I've experienced this myself. I'm really, guys, I'm really trying, I'm not shitting on controller players in the least bit. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm, but when I went to Battlefield 1, I was like, man, this feels weird. And a couple of my friends didn't even want to play Battlefield because like it just felt so weird. And I think they have mechanics in the game and how it works with like skill-based matchmaking and stuff. And it's kind of an algorithm-based game. It makes it difficult to switch franchises. And I think they get people pretty locked in that play on controller. And that's my conspiracy theory. And I love everybody. And I look forward to your emails and comments roasting me. You know what? I kind of experienced something like that when I switched from, because I was a big Call of Duty fan as well too. I And this is like, Called I started originally like Call of Duty 2, like uh, Finest Hour back in the day. And this is like World War II stuff. And then around the time Battlefield 2, the modern the modern uh title came out, and I had a decent running PC. I just couldn't play on PC back then. But when Battlefield, when I was able to play Battlefield on console for the first time, and this is after like Modern Warfare 3, um, back in the old school days, and I was strictly console forever until to about like 2016 or 2017 really um i didn't go back playing I, I i missed i not missed it but i didn't play black ops 2 i didn't play black ops 3 i was strictly battlefield because then i, I and i kind of feel that when i went back to playing call of duty back when it was a black ops 4 ish i think whatever the hell came out um I, I tried I tried going back on controller and I just I couldn't so I switched back to battlefield and then I've been mouse and keyboard pretty much ever since but um yeah I guess I guess I really didn't think of that that makes just, me there are different there are different play styles within the games too uh you know battlefield doesn't have to be at least back then doesn't have to be as snappy and twitchy compared to what call of duty is bigger maps compared to smaller maps you know yeah. But I will say that, like, even taking it farther based on what you said, um, maybe Battlefield does that, too. I think there's so there's so many nuances to controllers, to aim assist, response curves, dead zones, like all that shit. It makes it harder to switch games when you're on a controller, I feel like, because you get used to muscle memory and stuff like that. Whereas a mouse it's raw input like it's you move the mouse this far and you can make your game even with match. mouse i i've definitely yeah see i haven't i haven't done where you where you dude really i know I'm, like, I'm so anal i need about to do that like because sensitivity. I, I, I go from i go from playing call of duty now i'm playing a little bit more call of duty and then last night i was like okay i finished call of duty went to world war three because we were just not having good games in call of duty i was like i need to feel good about myself before i end the night so i went to world war three and I was overshooting a lot because it's so much. I feel like I'm I'm lugging my gun around with the animations in World War. No, sorry, in Call of Duty compared to World War Three. So it's, I think having if I try what you do and having all the the sensitivities written down and and memorized and and inputted correctly, I wouldn't have such an issue. But yeah, so with so controller. That, yeah, I, I just know. think it's too hard to make it match exactly on controller and people would get kind of locked in like it sucks to go to a new game and you are bad at it like 
So then you go back to play COD or you go back to play Battlefield or you go back to play whatever you're used to. Whereas it's going to be a learning curve for every new game you try out for sure. Well, with what I do with mouse, man, I'm so anal about making my sensitivity, my FOV, my screen travel speed, my coefficients for each site, like all exactly the same. Like I have, I have tape on my desk for my 360 distance. I use mouse See, yeah. sensitivity. Yeah, controller. Right. You can't right. Put tape on where your thumb get, you know, moves off. Now, funny enough, people do say, different controllers play better so like the elite controllers and and scuff gaming stuff like that you know people say those are better for um certain moments i know back in the day all the paddles were for like all the trick shotters back in the day but now it's just for people who want to be cracked out the game i had paddles um so to finish my thoughts on these uh modern warfare roman numeral three leaks Roman numeral three. I, I think Call of Duty has always had an issue with the game feeling the same. A copy-paste game, a reskin every year. They got away. I think they did a little bit different when they experimented with some Infinite Warfare, when they did some Advanced Warfare, when they did some of those other titles. They did the Cold War. They did some different things. Um but it still felt it still feels essentially like call of duty i think this is going to feel even worse i think there's going to be more vitriol and buyer's remorse after this cod because if you think about it the map that's coming for warzone is already a map that's in this title you play on lost you play on los almas in the campaign there are there are multiplayer maps from los almas in in multiplayer it's in the campaign. It's in multiplayer. This game is going to look and feel and be exactly the same, and it's going to cost $70. And the maps they've been getting with have been so... I don't want to say lazy. I guess it's technically efficient because mm-hmm. they just take that and they cut pieces out and make multiplayer maps from the big maps. They haven't designed anything new hardly for this game. It's all... Most yeah. of the maps are just sectioned off parts of other of the big map. What's the one with the giant dome? Dome. That's what, okay, that's what it is. Gotcha. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, literally just just I playing think- that, though. I was playing that recently, and just, like, I know where to... I mean, almost. It's it's still a little bit different, but, like, the main part where there's, like, the building and the underground tunnels is, like, so reminiscent of, like, old-school Modern Warfare 2. Um, it's just missing, like, a whole section on the left. That's because it's the Modern Warfare 2 version, but it it's the actual top of the peak on the Almazra Warzone map. So that dome map, exactly. they, cut, they cut it out, yeah. and that's yeah. So which so it's it's kind of cool for like nostalgic sake, but I kind of feel it's a little bit lazy. But then again, I'm not a developer, so well, it would be cool if they would designer. like bring some of those maps back. Well, like it used to be. I can't remember what game it was, but with the DLC packs, there'd be like. Three. It was with one of the later Black Ops. It'd be like three new maps and one remake, and that was kind of the formula. From the campaign. Yeah. yeah, and that was sweet, man. Like three brand new maps and then a, a reworked map or like an old school map. And it was like that's a great yeah. fucking mix. Like that's, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, can I just say something real quick? Um, I don't know if you covered this about Ghost Gaming. Um, I know you covered his his uh picture. Yeah, about the did squad. you say did you did you say that he just got kicked out of the EA Creative Network? He did just now. Oh, okay, at six forty eight, so it's seven thirty seven p.m. my time, six forty eight today. No, he said after, it literally just went out. He put out a tweet. So after ten years creating videos here, I'll send you the 
the link real quick. This is this is breaking news. You got breaking news, boys. This is gonna get me pissed news. off because Ghost is a good fucking dude. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna read it out for you guys. So well, let me know when you get it up on the screen because this is this is definitely that's what we were just talking like, wow. about. Exactly. So after 10 years creating videos on the Battlefield franchise, I've just been kicked from the EA Creator Network for quote unquote leaking this absolutely shocking statement that tells us nothing more than the reason behind what we all dude. you. Dude, what the fuck is going on at Dice? Because I literally asked why we weren't getting an option to kick or lock squads, was provided an answer, and then got banned when they couldn't handle the negative feedback. So I guess he got banned from the Discord as well as getting kicked out from the EA Creator Network. Dude, Ghost is like... Wow, I guess Lossie left at the right time, huh? Holy fuck, man. That's so bad. What is he... What was he supposed to do? Like, this is information that is pertinent to the, to the feature that's coming up. Like... What if he didn't leak this? People were going to find out that there's no kick and ban anyway. That's literally all he asked. Yeah. And that's all he reported on. There's no, it's a leak. Like, and he got kicked out and he, dude, the guy, the guy is like, he's, so if you go look at his channel and he's just a straight shooting, like honest dude, like if we go look at his channel, he just covers the game, man, like really, really well. He's like super positive, like straightforward videos. Again, can't kick player. Does he call anybody out? Absolutely not. He says he talks about how it was an oversight that he probably should have uh, not included his name, but it's not like he, the Stratford doesn't deliver this news all the time, regardless. Dude, that, that is so, so bad, man. Like, I have so many things to say, like I can't even get around it. So like here's here's the quote unquote leak. Literally all it says in here is it addresses an issue. In their video, there was a couple frames where it showed kick and ban. So everyone was confused. Is there gonna be kick and ban? Is there not? Ghost, like I said, we go over to his channel. He reports on Battlefield news. He gives everyone news and updates with what's happening with Battlefield. He has a few criticism here, here and there. They are incredibly respectful, well thought out criticisms of the game, not the developers, none of that shit. So then mm -hmm. he talks about like, how else was he supposed to say this? Basically, all he's doing here is reporting on there. There is no kick and ban that everyone's going to find out anyway. He's reporting the news. What do you do when you report the news? You give your source. His source is Stratford, the community manager. This is where he got this information from. What is being leaked here? It's just clarifying a known mechanic that is coming to the game. And they kicked him off the EA Creator Network after looking back at his channel. He has done all of this work, all of this free advertisement, all of this news and clarification for a game that maybe doesn't even enjoy. And that's how you repay the guy is you kick him out of the EA Creator Network. What in the absolute in fuck are you doing? How sensitive are you? I don't even. Oh, oh, this wasn't even a DM. This was general chat in the creator network disc. Right. Yeah. He likes. I didn't even realize that. I thought it was just a, like a DM. Okay. No, this was in a general chat in the discord, but it's like, what? 
it's a, a, a Discord for only EA creators, but there's nothing, there's no sensitive information here. There, it's literally news, like he's bringing us news and clarifying the squad mechanic. Like, this is just so bad, man. This is so like, like about yeah, my uh, Blanchin uh, re uh, requoted that tweet, and I'm glad I I was I usually kind of browse Twitter every now and then just to see what's going on. I'm glad I saw that. That's fucked up, dude. That is so trash. Like, I don't even know what to say without like saying really mean shit. Because <laughs> basically, I'll say this: Ghost doesn't deserve that, man. And like, for someone that's made, like, been such a good, he's just a good dude. Like, he's DM'd me a few times. Like, he doesn't mean anyone any harm. He reports the news. He gives mild criticisms of the game. He's done so much free. Look at all this advertising, man. He's got 44,000 subscribers. And he's, you know, he's got like 20K views, 30K views on all his news videos. He's giving the community the news. He does that citing his sources, and that's how you repay him for all the work that he's done for your franchise, the free content that he's given you. That's how you repay him. Is kick him out of the EA Creator Network. Absolute fucking joke. And that is just an incredibly disrespectful way to treat to treat a creator. Like that's incredibly disrespectful and that's a huge misstep, dude. Like I, I'm I feel bad for him because he's put a lot of work into it. And being a part of that EA Creator Network is gonna affect his ability to get breaking news. It's gonna affect his ability to play test stuff early. And he, he yeah. doesn't I deserve feel it, man. bad, man. I feel bad. It's like me. I almost like I'm I'm surprised I haven't been kicked out from um the World War Three content creator um Discord and partnership myself for talking about leaks and stuff like that. But But it's because they uh, probably recognize the work that you've done for them and all the time you've put into creating videos for them that promote their game and the free advertisement and information that you've given out to people. This is fuck man. That makes me mad, yeah. dude, because Ghost is such a good dude. He did not mean there was. I can guarantee you without a doubt that there was no malice here. He wasn't like, "Ooh, I'm gonna leak this." There's nothing in here, man. Not at all. Yeah. Insane. Insane, dude. I don't know what else to say about it that won't make me a shitty person. Let's let's move on to uh, good old R six. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I know it's just gonna eat you alive. Yeah, I know what my video tomorrow is gonna be about. Oh yeah, see content. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know exactly what I'm gonna be talking about tomorrow. Oh man! <laughs> wow! Wow! I'm glad I'm blacklisted. <laughs> right! Right! Right, and Nelson, like Nelson saying in the chat, just to clarify, it's not a public chat. It's for the it's for the creators, like the creator network. It's for the chat. But yeah, I mean, would it have been different if he would have said, per community manager Stratford and the creator network, there will be no kick and ban? Like he he just clarified it perfectly, so he let us know. Like, I guess he could have yeah. just asked him if he could share it, but it's like there's nothing in there. He's just citing his source. 
even if he, it's rough because like maybe to become a creator, I don't know how the process goes for EA, but you know, you're not allowed to, you know, you, you sign something saying that you won't post anything from his discord specifically. So if that's the case, you know, breaking TOS policies and stuff like that, perhaps, but um, it's still pretty messed up. They could at least give, especially for him, like I said, he's just a straight up dude. Give him a warning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, man, hey, can, just hey, go ahead and delete, that, delete that. Yeah, exactly. Don't just be like, kick, completely ban, just get out of here. You're, you mean nothing, absolutely nothing to us. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true, Gary. I mean, we're getting only his side of the story, but I, I don't know, like, what reason he would have to lie about this. Like, after 10 years of creating videos for Battlefield, he's just been kicked out from the EA Creator Network for leaking this shocking statement that told us nothing more than what we already knew. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what other side of the stories. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude, I hope I, <laughs> they can ban me from 2042. I don't play it anyway. That would be fun. Yeah, exactly. That would be content. Um. All right. Content. All right. Moving on. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Dread Factor. Yeah. Operation Blues. Like, come on, Crash. Let it go, man. We'll talk about it later. Oh, um, yeah. So Operation Dread Factor with Rainbow Six, a game that I do enjoy and I, I do get excited <laughs> to play. That is in year eight uh, of content and uh, meaningful content, in my opinion. I'm still so mad. Um. <laughs> all right so let's talk about what's coming along with uh i'll try to do it off the top of my head i'll try to play this uh trailer for you um because it looks because it's cool the visuals are cool um basically what they have is and it's kind of funny um uh no good uh guy that i play a lot of rainbow six with was talking about this where they had it feels like rainbow six the creator sometime they come up with something cool they can do an engine and they just do a lot of it so they had they came out with synths uh, a couple seasons ago that throws a wheel that creates a light a light wall kind of like a high like a badass smoke grenade this is essentially like a sense mixed with malusi so this new operator named Fenrir uh from sweden uh has a nanite gadget that he puts out and essentially what it does nanite, can, nanite. come on man get it together so <laughs> sorry that was the southern pronunciation it is a nanite 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 um <laughs> so what, what they can do is turn it off and on and basically what happens is it's a chemical that comes out that basically induces fear. But what it does is essentially it blocks your vision. It surrounds you with the light wall of like smoke. Scarecrow from Batman. Yeah. It's chemical Batman. weapons. Everybody loves it. Um, so, yeah. That's what's happening. The new operator that's coming. They did a consulate rework, which is incredibly necessary um, that they definitely need to have. Uh, because I hate that map. It's a spawn peaking disaster. It looks like they fixed a lot of that stuff. What's really cool about these two when they announce this stuff, um, it's playable in the test server right now. So you can get in and play this content already um, in the test server, which is super, super cool. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to use him. Um, some of the other things are changing. They're really upping. Uh, they're adding a lot to the uh, shooting range. So they're, now you can do motion tracking stuff and you can add like holographic bots to warm up or chest different stuff. They're also oh, adding cool. They're also adding destruction. So a big thing in Rainbow Six Siege is right, like how soft walls work and how you can shoot through them and stuff like that. So they're they're doing a thing where you can have a wall on the shooting range so you can see how damage propagates through the wall. You can see what kind of damage a weapon does on the wall, how to make like practice making rotate holes and stuff like that in there, which is really cool. So right. yeah, I don't know. 
I don't understand the gadget per se because um, supposedly you can put five of them out, but you can have them set on different codes. Where I don't know how you activate them. There's a way you can activate certain ones and deactivate certain ones. When you activate them and it's putting out the gas, you can shoot it with a bullet. When you deactivate it, it's bulletproof. They have to blow it up with explosives. So you can kind of mess with people that way. Um, so no, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. Right now, I don't know how it's gonna work in the meta. Like I've been noticing the meta right now in Rainbow Six Siege is incredibly fast and almost very team deathmatchy. Um, people are running around, so I don't know how much UC is gonna get until they do um some some changes to that. Um, but yeah, his his main ability is he's a scary, scary, scary guy. Um, but that's coming trailer with with a big time like walls closing in. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so then with the it's going to be interesting to see how he's played. I think what what was interesting is you can kind of play him um, simply. You can just you can just throw those things out, open them, leave them open, or you can try to mess with people and get a little more creative and try to open and close certain ones when when uh, attackers are in certain parts of the map and stuff. Mess with people, kick them on at certain times, and stuff like that. So so it's really it's really interesting um, how I'll be able to play him. Um, I'm not exactly sure how I'd be able to control him with all those different. They said they said codes like, and you see the HUD on the screen where you can activate and deactivate different ones, which is going to be really interesting and weird to play. Um, the constant mm -hmm. rework looks really meaningful. I know they put a lot of time into it. I think uh, Jeremy Dowsett is the guy that does the the maps. The dude's a fucking legend, man. He's he's been there I think since the beginning, working on map design, and they've learned so much over eight years of how to design maps and make it more fair for attackers and stuff. And just seeing them improve maps over the years has been really cool. He's he's cool. I've heard him on get flanks podcast talk about map design the dude just eats it up man like how people play on his maps and stuff it's really cool um so it'll be yeah, it'll, cool. it'll be neat to see what they do here um with this and then um the other thing that they're adding is a new gadget for defenders that block cameras so you can put it in a doorway it's another light wall it's like they figured out how to do light walls in the game and they're excited and using it on everything <laughs> um it's like a it's a a light wall gadget that blocks off a door so you can't see through it with the camera they actually have to run through it or destroy it um, so all that stuff's coming you can check it out um they're also adding a uh, new playlist so all the arcade modes like the limited time modes that they have all the time um they are they're just like making it into an arcade playlist so all those limited time modes are coming back and they'll be there permanently so you can get into like the golden gun one um, just all the different arcade modes that they have. TDM's going to move over there. They're bringing a new one called Free For All. So all those like standard kind of multiplayer modes are going to be in their own playlist now. So that's quite a bit of new content that'll be available like all the time now, um, which is really neat. Right. So lots of stuff coming. There's more to it than that, but that's the main stuff that people people are going to be excited about to check out. Constant rework, uh, new operator, new gadget with the the light wall and the changes to the to the. Uh, what am I trying to say? Firing range are really good. They make it a more viable place to warm up, I feel like, and practice tracking and stuff like that. So that's what's happening with Rainbow Six Siege. If you haven't played it in a long time and it's like a game that you have that you just haven't installed or played it in a while, I suggest checking it out. I think the game, like especially with the streamer Jinxie popping off, I think it's been really, really strong on uh on Twitter or Twitter yeah. console. Jesus. On console. Uh, people have been playing it a lot on there. Console you Siege is so fun, man. And I've been, I don't yeah. want to, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to jinx this either. Not, no pun intended. They haven't been bad with cheaters, man. I think I've played a couple hundred ranked matches and we had one or two with cheaters. 
Um, I think they've I think they've been doing a really good job with cheaters. Um, in this game, so I have to commend them for that because that is a bitch. Sweet. I've also heard consoles gotten better because of that mousetrap that's detecting people spoofing using mouse and keyboard on console has, has been. Yeah. Job. So that's what's up with Rainbow Six right. Siege. I'm excited to check it out. I'll give some a few more thoughts on it when it comes out and get some time to play it. I'll probably just do a little quick shot on what I'm thinking of. This is the game. Probably my favorite game to play over on the Twitch streams in the evening and hang out with you guys is, is Rainbow. Ready for some. Shots! Ow! It's time for some quick shots, ladies and gentlemen. Brought to you by yeah, Blue the yeah. Robot and his awesome knowledge of really cool indie games. This is the segment. I love it. Where Blue fills us in on some cool shit that we don't know about but need to know about. He's going to let us know. What's the first one? Which one do you want to go through first? I got him ready. Let's go SCP-5K. Yeah. First. Because I was a little bit older. So my people might know more a little bit about that. Um, Basically, they put out two devlogs, uh, number one and number two, um, talking about all the technical showcase, the artwork that's coming from the game, all the new improvements. Um, it's a big one. It's a pretty big update. And it also continues on uh, updating the lore and just like everything that surrounds the game and is a part of the game really surrounds the lore aspect of SCP-5K. And... The one of the biggest things is like new anomalies. So like concept art is being shown for that. The way uh because the biggest takeaway for this is that SCP 5K at the end of the day is a tactical horror game. So they have to focus also on the horror aspects. Now the tactical aspect, the weapon animations, the gunfights, the sound design of that, you know, the reload animations are all pretty good. I think they're ready to go. Um, the next part is the player animations and the anomalies within the facility. So basically the lore behind it. What the hell? I'm hearing something in the background. Anyways, what's going on in the background is the whole facility. This is basically like the SCP foundation is uh set to give people uh like or or is set to like contain anomalies within the world that we live in. Um, this is an alternate reality where or alternate version of that, where they just say, F it, we're going to just release everything. And the whole world goes under chaos. So like your job in the game is to basically go into area 12 and shut it down. So now you're going to see a lot more lore behind that. You're going to be able to access computers. You're going to be able to take out a lot of the, uh, you know, limbs and, and things of these uh, creatures. It's going to be very interesting as well as, uh, bringing in more enemy types. So you really had to stay on your toes because right now it's all just like very basic, you know, swarm of bot zombies that just come after you. And that's pretty much it. Um, so it's going to be pretty cool um, to fight in this world. I'm a big fan of uh, the SCP universe. And again, the game looks cool. It sounds great. Uh, the weapon animations are by far one of the, my favorite parts of the game. Um but the the anomalies part has been lacking, but not even just that really. It's also just like um, the entire look and feel of the game. They're going to update all the models to make it feel a bit more run down and, uh, you know, used and stuff like that to really feel more immersive. Uh, Cause that's my biggest like entire thing is the immersion for the game and, or in games in general. And then um, 
yeah, you're just gonna focus on the world building. I know SCP, uh, the 5K Moonfall update is the next one coming up, which they only teased a quick video of the moon exploding. Um, don't know what that's about. Um, there's basically an SCP for everything in the world, including like how Garfield is considered an SCP. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting, but um. Yeah, I'm excited because like the SCP uh, for the moon is a specific number, so there's like a whole lore of like a secret base, and um, I'm curious what blows up in the moon. Um, and of course, there, you know, what's crazy too is that there are co-op factions or co-op um, game modes for this game, but there's also a PvP game mode for this game, which is actually kind of fun. Um, and I've played a few rounds uh, a while ago when servers are usually up. But uh, which is like never because the player base, the player count for this game is really low. It's only when the game has a big update and people come back to the game. But um, if they could get this going well um, and then get some little PvP in there as well, I think this would be a pretty big uh, project in game for Afraid Studios. So, Can I ask a dumb question? A quick shot. Uh, dumb questions are allowed. Yes. Okay. Phew. Um. So is this like? Um... The lore behind it is it kind of like the cabin in the woods movie where like they have all of the like the monsters and shit in a storage facility underneath. Yeah, and then they just say, you know what, we're just gonna release everything, and you gotta want to watch the world burn, and then they try to shut it down. Yeah, exactly. The entire facility just gets taken over by every single anomaly that you could think of. That's pretty. So everything from like a plant that shoots spikes at you and eats you to peanut which is which is already in the game the one that's like a statue that you can't look at and if you do look at well, no, so you have to look at it and if you look away from it, it it'll sneak up behind you and snap your neck so you have to have someone like staring at it the entire time have we played that before have we, have we played this yet me have we like sat down no. with like a group no i've never played this game is this we, we need to play this sounds like it is this like a uh is this any kind of lore like outside of the game or is this unique to the game? Is this like a book series or a movie already? Or is it, is it like, um, well, so SCP 5k is already a story, um, that's been written. So it is like, you can go ahead and read the entire uh, story behind it. It's actually really well, um, written out. Um, but again, I, yeah, I kind of agree. I, I'll take the more horror aspects of the game right now because it's, it's it, I like scary games. I'm a big horror game fan. So um, I usually, when I play like horror games, I usually like end up like yelling at the screen because I'm just like, that's so stupid. That wouldn't be this. <laughs> I just want to play horror games that like yeah. don't have a gun in and I'm supposed to be some like tactical operator. Like I would clearly have multiple guns in this situation. So now in this situation, I have the guns, but there's still issues with all the anomalies running throughout the facility. So. It's gonna be cool to like be able to like just go through a computer and actually start clicking on files in the game. You know, I think that's actually really cool. That is cool. Yeah, okay. and the animations look really cool. Like the guy, like before, like in it's kind of on screen real quick. It's like when you're running, your gun kind of just gets close to your chest. It's very basic, but now it's like when your guy starts running, it's like a little bit of momentum where he kind of has to start getting into the run, and it's gonna look very good from a third person. Um, perspective you got you got me interested we need to try it out for sure 
try it out. Yeah. And if we do play Phasmophobia, we need to play in a VR. <laughs> I don't have VR. I need to get it. Easy again. Yeah. You know, I'm, I need to get back into myself. Are you ready for the next? Quick chat. Woo. Now this one I'm excited for because I, I do. Since you've thought about this, this franchise. Um, <laughs> uh, geez. Um, yeah. Starship Troopers. If anyone remembers that um, movie from the nineties, uh, late nineties, back when VHSs were still a thing and Blockbuster was still around and, you know, the good old days, I guess you could say, but I have been a big fan of that franchise for a minute. Um, Not so much of the couple movies that came extra afterwards. There's actually a Starship Troopers two and three, and there's like animated versions of it as well too. Um, It got weird. It's like the whole God complex and uh, worshiping bugs. And it was very strange. Um, But (laughs) this game is based off a mod. that originally was on a game called Squad. So OWI is the people, the uh, off-world industries, people who made Squad, Squad are now the people behind this Starship Troopers extermination game, which is, uh, I actually have the press kit right here because I just got some keys and I'm going to be making some content. It is still under embargo though, um, till the 17th. So uh, there's going to be no footage, no live streams until midnight UTC. Um, don't know what time zone that is. It's gonna do like math on that. No, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just I'll Google it later. Um, but I know. I mean, I'll probably be <coughs> asleep when that happens. But it's a twelve-player squad-based co-op FPS inspired by the nineteen God damn nineteen ninety-seven cult classic, and it really uh, it arrives uh, early uh, into Steam early access in uh, May seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. So this year coming up, just literally two days, pretty much. Um, and they have a couple, uh, their key features with this game are, of course, you got the cooperative gameplay. So you got 12 people, you have to collect the resources for your base and basically just try to defend and kill every bug you see from big plasma bugs to smaller arachnid warriors. And then you have different classes as well. So you had three classes as of now you have assault support and defense assault has like a little jetpack. Support has like a wall that you can um, uh, set up and set like a little machine gun nest. And then defense, I'm not so sure exactly about that one. I think it probably helps just construct faster. Um, and you can construct walls, towers, ammo stations, giant turrets, all kinds of cool stuff. So it's like you're really like getting into like that outpost feel. And then you can unlock certain things for your classes. You got pro- progression within that. Um, and actually uh, looking at it more, you have, Five unique bug types. You have the drone, which is the one that flies over, the warrior, the gunner, which I think is just a little bit bigger. No, never mind. The gunner, something else, plasma grenadier, and then the tiger elite, which is just like a worse version of the warrior bugs. I'm I'm nerding out over this. I love Starship Troopers. Um, and then of course you have uh basically the uh the more you stay in the mission, the bigger the threat gets. So more and more bugs will come out. There's uh, massive maps, uh, and basically you just have to go to each planet, retake outposts, destroy their hives, and there's also just a big form of communication with the game. So it really is like the quintessential like 
hey guys let's just make a mod for a franchise that we like that was literally looked nothing like starship troopers when it first came out because they just didn't have any of the rights to use the you know the actual arachnids and stuff like that so it all looked really weird so now they're making a full-fledged game based off the you know from sony pictures like they have the rights to the tristar movie which is super cool to see like yeah you know what hey mods let's uh, hey modders let's just we want to use your product for an actual game now that's really cool that's really cool that like a cool example of where mods can lead sometimes like sometimes mods you know branch a lot of times they branch off and make their own game and they're awesome and this is I can't believe like the and actual for, and for the company, yeah, to be you know that was in the 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 models made in was like, hey, we want to help you, but we want this to be an actual thing. Yeah, that's super cool. I I honestly probably watched the movie like twenty some years ago or more, so like I need to rewatch it. It's on Netflix for anyone who wants to rewatch it. So boom. Um, I, and I did play the alpha, um of it and it runs pretty well i know back in the alpha the fps was an issue but not as bad as people would think and it was just people were getting uh feedback and that was also under embargo like there's there's still no um footage of that literally when i was playing it there was like the the watermark that would oh, pop yeah. around the screen you know so i couldn't i couldn't showcase any of it. i could just talk about it so i'm uh i'm excited i just love what i just saw what you put on the ticker by the way <laughs> yeah hey it's a toxic ticker i gotta i gotta update it man <laughs> <laughs> i was i want to keep using the ticker more often so there you go breaking news ghost gaming unjustly removed from the ea creator <laughs> i'm gonna be dude it's a it's a good thing i can't make a video about it today i need to cool off a little bit that's so so dumb but yeah, no, I need to watch the I need to watch the video again. And that's a, that's a really good timing. That's really good timing for us to talk about this now because it gives people time. Go get y'all. Y'all have Netflix. Don't be silly. Go watch it on Netflix. Get in the mood. Get reminded of this of the time, and then hop into the game in a couple of days. That's pretty cool that you can do that. I think am I being silly? I feel like it's cool. I would go away. I, to be honest, again, when it first came out, it was a fifty fifty in the reviews, and people didn't really. Uh, you know didn't think it was great and now it's everyone you know it's, it, they think it's a cult classic yeah no it's a funny movie it's one of those it's, it's so bad it's kind of funny but kind of cool like it's just its own thing it's just one of those unique exactly. movies exactly. That it's kind of became cheesy. a meme it's so cheesy it became a yeah. meme like i just always think of that one. i'm doing my part like that meme like, yeah it's literally yeah people it's so quotable now yeah love it no that's cool man i I didn't even realize that was a thing. I know you did some videos and you talked about it in the past, but I didn't know it was like releasing in a couple of days. That's really cool. Yeah, it was very, very around the corner. So actually to tomorrow, I'm going to get some footage. So I'm ready for um, the 17th because I got some keys. So, or technically two. That wasn't that much. I, I requested eight and they only gave me two. I was kind of upset about that. All righty. Cool. But that's pretty much it. Is that a program? Is that a rap? That's a that's a good rap. Um, I'm excited for a video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might make it. I got a oh, I got a man. lot of stuff going on at work tomorrow. I might have to make it tonight while I'm still mad, and then it'll release tomorrow. Use the passion to fuel. Yeah. The video. This is just crash is going to the dark side. Yeah. Use your anger. Gonna, 
And if the worst they can do is suspend me from Battlefield 2042, guys, I, I think I'll be okay. I think I'll pull Get through. banned. I think I'll be all right. If I can't play 2042 for seven days, and I haven't probably logged into it in like three weeks. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think I would just I'd be okay. We will rebuild. You know what I mean? They tear, if they tear me down. We'll rebuild. <sighs> what a joke, man. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. These episodes have been going longer. We've been chatting, so I don't think we probably have time for chat Q&A. Um, but definitely look for that to come back in a week where news is quite a bit slower. I'd love to interact more with chat, interact more with you guys. I really appreciate you being here um, over on the YouTube channel. Um, incredibly kind of you guys. We ditched the restream. Um, so we're just we're just over here for now. And uh, I've been lately I've been uh, I've been cranking up uh, the uh, podcast the night of. So the hardcore podcast listeners, I have been actually getting the thing up before I go to bed, like at night. So the, the podcast will be up quickly, um, up for you guys on all the audio platforms. So hopefully people can listen to it in the morning on their way to work. If they choose to do so, there is, like I said, audio only version on all the platforms. Um, more and more people have been downloading it guys. Again, I can't thank you enough. If you're an audio listener, that's just super, super cool. Um, that it's, that it's growing on audio platforms. And um, really, really cool that uh, people are still here coming and hanging out, listen to Blue and I chat about video games. We freaking love it, man. It's so fun to come and hang out here. Everyone in chat, thank you again to support. Keep your, keep your money. We always just ask to share the podcast around, be a friend, tell a friend, download it on audio stuff, let people know it's there. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next Monday and bring a friend along with you, share the links and stuff, and we'll just keep growing. I think the more... The more the show grows, it's slowly, steadily growing. The more it grows, the better content we'll be able to bring you. Maybe get some more guests on when we have a little bit bigger reach, and we'll just keep doing the best to have content. Come back, talk about the week in FPS gaming, have fun doing it, joke around, shoot the shit, and on to the next one. Yeah. All right. We good? Later, guys. Have all right. A good one. See you later. Have an awesome week. Love you all.